Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Hakun Wong and I'm the editor-in-chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me for his first full show on his own is my new co-host, Trevor T-Rex How you doing, Trevor? I'm good, Hakun. How you doing, bro? Not too bad. So I know we talked about this before the show a little bit, but Olympic season, man. I finally got here. And I know you've been watching a little bit of the Olympics and I've been watching a little bit of what little I can catch. Because I guess can't seem to find anything live on TV. It's right. ridiculous being 13 hours ahead, right? Yeah, it's, it's, like we're always asleep and all the good things happen. So <laughs> right. it's kind of hard I'm to like, watch. Exactly. I'm just seeing things on replay. But hey, how about the, that? Uh, how about that USA basketball team, huh? What a performance! Wee, <laughs> man, what is going on? What is going on? I thought they had that, and they just blow, just blew up at the end there. But hey, let's keep in mind that you know. That uh, they have uh, some great NBA players playing for the French team as well. You know, you got Rudy Gobert, you got Fournier, you got um, Batum, you got a lot of guys out there. It's just like another NBA team almost. So I'm not super surprised, but give me a break, guys. Losing the first game. Yeah, I can I say mean, this, though. Now, at least when lose the first one, now you get motivation for the rest, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we can look at it that way, too. But also, they have NBA players. But our whole team are, is NBA players. So, I know, I know. And even our coach is an NBA head coach. So it's like, come on. I mean, I, I was like a, a case. I think it was an 8 o'clock in the morning game. I yep. woke up, caught the third quarter news on Twitter. So I turned it on and caught it when Zach Levine made that last three. And we didn't score for the rest of the game in like four yeah. minutes. I mean, the losing. So it was atrocious it was just horrible to watch so we'll yeah, bounce back eight, though we'll be okay I agree but 8am games man I cannot get up for 8am games I don't know about you yeah, but nah, 8am does, nah. does not exist on my clock I can't do it <laughs> no, I can't do it 4.40am games definitely can't make that either okay alright nah, so plenty of more opportunities to watch our team win a game so hopefully fingers crossed it goes well for the Olympic team so we'll get back to some football yeah, now though because we got plenty to discuss today. We're going to be talking about the Washington football team. We're going to be talking about Anthony Miller's trade. We're talking about some Packers drama. We're going to be talking about the NFL vaccine issues that are floating around. Uh, our top 10 power rankings coming into the preseason. And, of course, our five fantasy football sleepers for the upcoming fantasy football draft. So, lots to go. Let's get rolling. All right, let's start with that Washington football update. Uh, football update. It's so weird not having Adam here to do this, but hey, we got we got Trevor, guys. It is like an upgrade. Hey, Don't tell Adam I said that, but this is like an upgrade. All right, nah. Trevor. <laughs> let's go. Take it away, Trevor. All right, so I've got a few tidbits on Washington football team. Uh, first up, I want to report about uh, Mike Silver, NFL Network's uh, well-renowned journalist, is joining the WashingtonFootball.com team as a contributor. Uh, Julie Donaldson, Senior Vice President of Media Content, I think was the first report that he's going to be joining mm-hmm. to, you know, uh, just contribute to us and talk about the team, like the raw, authentic way, and put it in the view that the team wants to to look, have yep. it viewed. So um, I'm pretty excited about that. He's going to be on the sideline yep. for preseason games and appearing on podcast shows. That's pretty dope. Um, also, training camp starts this week in Richmond, Virginia. I will be attending yep. myself as well. 
Uh, nice. Looking forward to be back at Seal. And uh, fans are back after not having fans of last year during the COVID. Everything was virtual, so everything's in person this year. I'm excited to see that and watch the wide receiver battles, offensive line, yeah. and also the court- quarterback battles because uh, Ron Rivera mentioned it's going to be competition there definitely, so I'm excited to see that. And then today, breaking news, actually, Jonathan Allen, defensive lineman for us, just got paid. He has been suspended <laughs> uh, for four years, $72 million. And Hakun, he gets $30 million just for writing his name as a signing bonus. Um, there was a lot of skepticism before training camp, which starts tomorrow, actually, uh, if he was going to get the deal done or not. And Riverboat went for it on fourth and goal and got it done. <laughs> as he does so today. often. <laughs> yes, and uh, that's, that was great because uh, Jonathan Allen not only – is he on, on the field a great a, a asset to the team, but off the field in the locker room, he's just like second in command when it comes to Ron Rivera, I believe. So same attitude, right. same mindset, way to lock it up. Yep, love it. And, of course, I'll make one comment here. Mike Silver, obviously, when it was the NFL Network, got into a, his, got into a huge – Twitter battle with former co-host Ryan Whitfield and Ryan got banned. <laughs> so, and then he wrote <laughs> an open letter to Mike Silver on the website way back when, which he's since taken down. So if you guys can go to the Wayback machine, you might be able to find it, but lots of, uh, we know Mike Silver on this show. Sorry, Mike. It wasn't me. It was Ryan. So <laughs> we were looking forward to the upcoming. Nice. All right. Let's hit the bell on that one. Let's move on to the next topic. Let's talk about Anthony Miller. Cause late last week, the Houston Texans acquired wide receiver, Anthony Miller, and a 2022 seventh-round pick from the Chicago Bears in exchange for a 2022 fifth-round pick. In the trade, the Texans will be responsible for $1.21 million on the final year of Miller's rookie deal. So, Trevor, who do you think won this trade between the Bears and the Texans, and will Anthony Miller be a factor in Houston? Um, Let's see here. I think the Bears won this trade. Mm -hmm. Uh, They've apparently – it's been reported they've been trying to get rid of this guy all summer – Right. Calling teams, nobody was really fielding, and they found one. Um, yeah, the Bears win on the field issues. He got ejected for like two games, two different games on the field incidents. So, um, yeah, yeah, the Bears win. But also, I think he will provide help for the Texans. Um, he's joining a wide receiver group with Brandon Cooks, Andre Roberts, Randall Cobb, and a rookie Nico Collins from Michigan. Mm-hmm. So, um, depending on the quarterback situation there, I think he has a fresh start, a chance of a fresh start, and revive his third-year career and get going. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think he does have an opportunity there. But I do think he's kind of blocked, at least from the beginning of the season, by uh, Randall Cobb because, you know, he, he traditionally yeah. likes to play out of the slot. And obviously we know what type of great slot receiver Randall Cobb ha- is. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that happens. I mean, he is a veteran. He's getting up there in age. And who knows, maybe they, they benefit from getting Miller some reps. I actually think that – I agree with you. I think Chicago wins this deal. But I think it's because they wanted to get rid of him – for so long because there have been a lot of um, issues mm-hmm. with regard to Anthony Miller and the current kind of Bears administration. And they've been really impressed, actually, with sophomore Darnell Mooney. And they have been actually looking for ways to get him more opportunities on the field. And clearing out Anthony Miller actually opens the road for Darnell Mooney. So I, I can see this as being more um, a nod to Chicago's confidence in Mooney than them trying to get rid of Miller. But, you know, clearing the cap space, clearing that, nice. uh, that rookie deal and giving Houston a potential asset, I think everybody wins. You know, that's, all, that's the mood yeah. I'm in right now. Everybody's a winner. Win-win. <laughs> right. Okay. Yes, exactly. Win-win. Boxing bell time. Let's get on to the next topic. Let's talk about some Packers drama. We've discussed how oh uh, upset Aaron Rodgers has been 
for the Packers organization, not only because through the hourglass. Yes, that's right. (laughs) It's right. It's like a daily drama. You're exactly right. This is like a soap opera. Unbelievable. He's got the he's got the looks for it though. So I mean, hey, why not? Right? I mean, why not? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. So uh, not only because they, you know, so we all know they moved up to draft Jordan Love last year. Um, but they also haven't been really committing to him uh, in terms of providing better protection or targets on offense, and they seem to be unwilling to keep him in the loop about their long-term plan. Yeah. It seems to be a big mistake when you're dealing with a diva like Aaron Rodgers. So last week it was noted that at least one team has interest in Rodgers and that he wants $90 million guaranteed over two years, and that would get him basically Patrick Mahomes' money. Um, but, of course, that would also tie Green Bay's hands through 2022, maybe even 2023, and certainly impact Green Bay's ability to extend any player, including their star wide receiver, Devontae Adams. And speaking of which, Devontae Adams broke off long-term extension talks without plans to resume them last week, and the rumor being that both sides had been negotiating for months and were, quote, in a bad place, unquote. And then today, Rogers apparently has indicated to people close to him that he does play the, down to play for the Green Bay Packers this season. And general manager Brian Gutkunz seemingly simultaneously indicated today that he's quote, hopeful for a positive outcome. And then finally, ESPN's Adam Schefter reported that the Packers are expected to restructure Rogers' contract to, quote, address his grievances, I don't know how they do that, with the team while setting up his, quote, departure from Green Bay after the season. Of course, the restructure may also provide the Packers some cap space to spend this year extending Adams, but who knows how interested Adams will be regarding staying at the Packers if Rogers indeed is back for only one year. Lots to unpack there. But, Trevor, what are your thoughts on this Packers drama? Will Rodgers and Adams stay? And if so, how long do you think they'll be there? Um, Aaron Rodgers stays this year, gone next year. Wow. Uh, Devontae Adams stays this year, gone next year. The wow. uh, reason why Aaron Rodgers uh, got what he wanted this year, um, it obviously wasn't about the money. It was about the front office and about his, right. his personal stuff, not his wallet. We got that right. taken care of. And then Devontae Adams has been rumored to draw interest from the Las Vegas Raiders already to reunite yeah. with his former college best friend and quarterback, Derek Carr. So he yeah. already has, you know, somewhere to go next year. So I think um, – and he also mentioned he was going to play here no matter if Aaron Rodgers stayed or not. But I think Aaron Rodgers coming back this year helps out Devontae Adams' uh, season this year too. But they're both gone after this year in my, in my opinion. Yeah, and what's interesting to me is that over the weekend when this drama was kind of going up and down and percolating, they both uh, sent out, I believe over Instagram, a picture of uh, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen fist bumping. And I I love that because being a Chicago guy, I love Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Although I'll say this, Scottie Pippen was known as no tipping Pippen, and there's a reason for that. (laughs) I'm just saying. He does not tip, guys. It's really weird. I'm not sure why that is. But anyway. (laughs) I mean, I know he went broke eventually, so I don't blame him 100%, but I'm just saying, money management, Scotty, money management, all right? But anyway, Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen, one of the most dynamic duos in sports history. Um, oh, hey, will they go together? Do you think it's possible that after this year we'll see Rodgers and Devontae Adams take off together and go to the same team? Yeah, I, I see. I could see that happening just based off those, that cryptic tweet or Instagram shot of the last dance photo, like you said, between MJ yeah. and Pippen. Yeah, I could see yeah. that potentially going um, somewhere together. I mean, he loves Devontae Adams. That's his number one guy. I mean, he, obviously he's the last one left because they keep getting rid of him. His other favorite guys. So Devontae has become his favorite guy. So, I could, yeah, I could see that happening. 
Yeah, and the other interpretation I have is exactly what you just said. It's just, this, you know, the name of one of my favorite documentaries ever, obviously, The Last Dance. Maybe they're just oh, yeah, signaling this sure. is the last year for us with the Green Bay Packers, which is in line with what you predicted yep. there, Trevor. So um, either one of those could be true. But, hey, as a Bears fan, I can't wait. <laughs> can't wait for them to take <laughs> off. <laughs> Get out of Green Bay, that. guys. <laughs> I'm excited. All right. Let's uh, go ahead and hit the bell on that one. Move on to our next topic. We're going to talk about the NFL and the COVID-19 vaccine and their COVID-19 policies. Because late last week, the NFL informed the teams of its COVID-19 policies and protocols for the upcoming season. And there they noted that if a game that is canceled because of a COVID outbreak among unvaccinated players cannot be rescheduled during the 18-week regular season, the team experiencing the outbreak will have to forfeit and be handed a loss. Plus, will likely face financial penalties and possible discipline if COVID health and safety protocols were violated. On the other hand, if a COVID outbreak surfaces among vaccinated players and coaches, the league said it will do whatever it can to help out both teams. Additionally, vaccinated players who test positive and are asymptomatic can return to the team facilities after a pair of negative tests two days apart, while unvaccinated players and coaches will be required to isolate for 10 days. Finally, if a game is called off and cannot be rescheduled within the regular season, you know, as we just mentioned, for those who have unvaccinated players and have an outbreak, neither team will be paid. Neither team will be paid, which was previously agreed to last year by the Players Union. So what we know now is that almost 84% of NFL players have received at least one COVID-19 vaccine dose, according to the NFL Network, but that they can only confirm that all teams have uh, more than 50% that are fully vaccinated. So that could mean anywhere between 51 or 90%. We just don't know. All right, lots to talk about there, but Trevor, what are your thoughts on the NFL's COVID policies? Too strict or not strict enough? Um, whew, this is tough. I'm going to kind of say too strict as of right now. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like the forfeit of the game idea. That's fine. Um, and then nobody gets paid. Okay, that's under, nah, understandable. But then now they're going to start charging uh, $14,000, I believe, for every COVID violation protocol you break. Mm-hmm. or a COVID protocol violation. So that's just, for one, that if your whole team gets an outbreak, you don't get paid. And then you also got to pay in to the NFL for as a fine for causing this outbreak and breaking protocol for COVID. So it's tough. I like maybe, you know, forfeit games, go to a suspension of a game, suspension of practice, you know, start baby steps because these are grown men providing for their families. It's not also, it's not just a game. It's, it's right. Um, livelihood so right you know that's just my take on it so yeah no i i agree i think there's a little bit there's a middle ground here to be had um i do like the fact that they have this kind of forfeiture provision i think it makes it real you know it's it's not mm-hmm. the fines are are great and all and i do know that in, you know when you talk talking about money it does hurt and but it hurts people differently you know players are paid differently sure. and, you know it's not it's not the same you know fourteen thousand means more to one person and another. Aaron Rodgers, you know, clearly wouldn't even blink. So, you know, I think that the fines are interesting, but I think forfeiting really makes it real. And I think that's a positive step. We'll see what else happens here. But of course, safety first, we want to see the games played. So important, important, important. Let's just make sure we stay healthy and watch those games. I I can't deal with another, I can't deal with missing games, man. I can't, I I don't know what I do if I have to miss a whole season. That's not going to work for me, guys. It's not going to work. Sorry. (laughs) Sanitize, sanitize, sanitize. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Boxing bell on that one. Let's move on to the next topic because this is a big one. We're going to be talking about our top 10 power rankings 
as we go into the preseason. And we're going to be doing this again later on after the preseason, right before the regular season. So let's see how it changes after we have a chance to see everybody perform in camp and some of those preseason games. But right now, we're about as close as we can get before camp is basically in full rolling, uh, full mode here, and the preseason starts hitting. We're just, just around the corner from that. So give us your top ten as we sit here today going into preseason, Trevor. All right. Starting off, I got the Buccaneers. Number mm-hmm. two, the Chiefs. Coming in at three, the Buffalo Bills. Coming in at number four, the Green Bay Packers. Coming in at number five, the Los Angeles Rams. Number six, the Cleveland Browns. Number seven, the Tennessee Titans. Number eight, Baltimore Ravens. Number nine, Pittsburgh Steelers. And number ten, Ooh. my favorite, Washington football team. Whoa! We cracked the top ten, baby. Whoa! That's right. We cracked wow. the top ten. We coming. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, Okay. So uh, let me give you my top 10 first, and I'm going to put a pin in that because we're, you're not getting away from not talking about that. So I got the Chiefs at number one. I got the Buccaneers at two. I got the Bills at three. We're pretty close there. We just swapped them one and two. And then we got the Ra- I got the Ravens at four, Browns five, Rams six, 49ers at seven, Seahawks at eight, Chargers at nine, and I got those Packers all the way down to 10. And uh, that's just because of my uncertainty and everything here. But let's just flip it around and ask you a couple of questions here. Because there's a couple couple teams there that you have on your list. Titans at 7, Steelers yeah. at 9, Washington yeah. football team at 10 that do not exist on my list. Yeah. So let's talk to you about that first. <laughs> and let, why don't you focus on that Washington football team confidence <laughs> at 10. Tell us about that. Why do you think they're going to be number uh, 10? So not just based on fandom. Uh, because – they won a division at seven and nine last year, and not just that, they actually look like a deep, like a better football team all the way around. Yeah, offense is a little stagnant and slow moving with Alex Smith, but the defense. I mean, the defense is just coming on. We added more pieces to the defense to make it better. We can only go from here. Ron Rivera is a great head coach. We're mm-hmm. making noise already after winning the division at seven and nine. Like I said, so. I think this is a year where people start to take a look at us for real and not just think last year was a fluke. Wow. Okay. So you're you're predicting the Washington football team takes that division. Is that is that your oh, prediction yeah. sitting here? Oh, and, okay. Yeah. All right. I I, I have yes, yet sir. to make a decision on that because I think those Dallas Cowboys, um, you know, I, I just don't know what they look like. Is you know what I mean? Dak Prescott has been gone for so exactly. long. I just don't know what they look like. But if he looks like he did before he went out then they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. If he if he's not, then clearly they're not functional without him. <laughs> I mean, as we saw what happened yeah, last amen. year. So that that's a oh, big yeah. wild card in my book. But I like it. I like the guts. No guts, no glory. So let me ask you about the Steelers at nine. Why do you think the Steelers are going to be at the nine? I, I have some concerns about those guys, you know. not They didn't look that – I mean, they, they were winning, but they were kind of like the worst – undefeated team on the planet. You know, one of those guys. So what, what do you think <laughs> yeah, about the Steelers? Why, why number nine? Um, because, yes, they were the ugliest uh, undefeated team in probably the past 10 years that we've seen, but they were 11-0 through the first 12 weeks, and now they have Najee Harris, so now they can create that running game that they've been lacking for the past couple of years. Um, yeah. And also they can provide a little wide receiver depth out of the backfield as well. Uh, I think their defense is going to be a little bit better this year. It's going to come together. Yes, they lost Vince Williams to retirement, but they got T.J. Watt. He's going to lead that defense. I think, and um, then Big Ben, 
just got surgery on his elbow, so he'll be healthy to go into this season. I think they just go back to being that dominating, run-dominating Pittsburgh Steelers team that they used to be. Yeah, no, I think I can. He- I hear you. I think that it's entirely possible, and I, I've seen Najee Harris play, and I think he is um, beyond amazing. Uh, it's just a question of how he's going to integrate into that team. And Big Ben is just doesn't look like himself anymore. Obviously, if he can stay healthy, <laughs> they have a shot. If he doesn't, everything yeah. they throw back there sucks. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I agree. It, it, Big Ben's health and Najee Harris's ability to integrate into that system will be a big indicator as to whether they get there or not. Uh, Titans, I buy. I like the Titans a lot. So I'm not gonna, even going to question you about the Titans. But let me ask you about the flip side. Now, I'm going to ask you about the Los Angeles Chargers because they're on my list at number nine. They didn't make your list. I love the Chargers um, this year. I think that Justin Herbert is the real deal, and Keenan Allen is obviously the real deal. And we talked, and, and we're going to talk about him a little bit later, but Michael, Mike Williams obviously uh, can really step up this year. And Austin Eckler, you know, if he comes back and is healthy, is going to be fantastic. And then you flip, and they got Jared Cook now. You flip it to the other side, and you got, like, Joey Bosa, is a force to be reckoned with. I mean, it just seems there's so many parts are there that are going to make them successful. So why not the Chargers? Um, personally, we haven't seen how Justin Herbert plays in the NFL environment with the loud crowd, the cold weather. I mean, obviously, obviously weather, but the loud crowd, the right. music, right, right. Um, you know, the nerves of, you know, just extra stuff that he was missing from last year. We'll see if he can handle under pressure or not. But they are a very good team. We play them first game this year, so that's going to be a fun one to watch. Yeah, I totally agree, and it would be really fun. And I think, of course, you can be some quibbling um, after you get past five or six. It just becomes a big kind of question mark at this point. So keep an eye on all that, guys. Lots of there to unpack as the season opens up and as we get past preseason. And we'll revisit this again before the regular season, hitting the boxing bell and getting to our last topic of the day. That is our fantasy football sleepers, and for this uh, for this exercise, we considered sleepers as players with an average draft position, average draft consensus position of 60 or higher that will overperform their draft spot. So why don't you go ahead and fire away and give us yours first, uh, Trevor? Okay, so uh, fantasy football sleepers. Cam Newton at number one, Antonio Gandy-Golden at number two. Number three, I have Javante Williams. Number four, I have Mike Williams. And number five, I have Travis Etienne. Oh, yes. I, I love it. You want to give us a couple thoughts on why you picked those guys? Uh, Cam Newton. Um, I think people were expecting him to fail just because of his performance last year, but he's back fully healthy, uh, full off season in person, second year in the system, in Bill Belichick system, so he should be ready to go. And they brought more weapons for him on defense and offense as well. Um, mm-hmm. Antonio Gandy-Golden. Number two for the Washington football team, if he makes the team, he's got somebody who likes to air it out, a gunslinger and Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing the ball. He's a big-body receiver out of Liberty. He can go up and get the ball, contested catches. Yeah. Uh, look for him to make some noise. Number three, Javante Williams, running back for Denver Broncos. Um, a lot of people expected him to go in and battle for the starting spot with Melvin Gordon, but I see them using him as a one-two punch. Javante Williams was a beast in North Carolina, you know, just bowling people over, making people miss. They can use them as a one-two punch with Melvin Gordon back there. Uh, the number four, Mike Williams, wide receiver from your favorite Los Angeles Chargers tonight. That's <laughs> yep. Mike Williams. Um, Justin Herbert, like you said, back there, throwing him the ball opposite Keenan Allen. 
Uh, Keenan Allen's going to draw a lot of attention, so that gives Mike Williams to show off what he can do, which is highly underrated stuff. And then number five, Travis Etienne from uh, the running back out of the Jackson Jaguars. Him and um, Trevor Lawrence bring that chemistry from college to the pros. He provides depth just at the running back spot with catching out of the backfield and everything, and they might not win a lot of games. That team is very young, new head coach, but he's going to make some noise and help your fantasy out for sure. Yes, I so I love I love 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 Javante Williams and Mike Williams the yeah. the Williams twins they're not twins guys I, I just said <laughs> that but the Javante Williams and the Mike Williams pick I love Javante Williams average draft position sixty nine point eight I think that's going to be a great upside play there um, and of course Mike Williams we all love him I talked about him earlier when <laughs> I talked about the charges well one hundred and thirty nine point six ADP of one hundred thirty nine point six that is how late he's going that is a great one. Um, and then Travis Etienne, just on the cusp there, going at 59 overall. I think there's a lot. Um, there's some question there because I think he won't get the entire um, the entire uh, load right off the bat. But he definitely is a promising back, and he's playing with a quarterback. You know, uh, Tre- like I said, Trevor Lawrence just makes everything better. So we'll see what happens there. I love the the upside for that one. And Cam Newton, nice deep cut, going ADP 214 overall. So essentially at the very end of drafts, if not uh, not drafted. Wow. And Antonio Gandy-Golden, no ADP 378. So that is a really deep cut. <laughs> if, you, if you guys hey. yeah, take a flyer, take a flyer. I mean, for Dynasty League, right. Keeper League, you know, I mean, take take a flyer at the end of, end of uh, drafts. I think that there's a lot Never of legitimate know. upside there. Yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, so I, I'm all on board with Javante Williams. And I'll just say, like, you know, obviously I'm not betting against um, 28-year-old Mar- Melvin Gordon, but – you know, he is getting up there and he's getting injured and they didn't move up. They didn't go in the second round to get Javante Williams for nothing. You know, he's not sitting on on the bench. So I I think there is, I mean, like you said, he is amazing in North Carolina, 1,445 yards, 22 touchdowns, 7.9 yards per touch in his senior year. It is just in his final season. I mean, it is just, uh, there's a lot of talent there. Yeah. And he was sharing the ball with Michael Carter as well. Yeah. Yes. Yes, he wasn't That's getting a, every touch, and he made those, great he those stats, and not on every touch. So. Great point. I love it. Yeah. And, I, and of course, the Mike Williams. We, we talked too much about him. We give him too much airtime already. But yeah, I, I love that as well. With just bringing <laughs> the ball. All right, let he me give you my. Uh, I know, I know. I totally, I totally agree. I say that every year, though. And he doesn't seem to kind of. <laughs> so we make me a winner to this, this year, Mike Williams. Now it's just not me. It's yeah. Trevor too. All right, so be good. Be good this year. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna give you my sleepers, everybody. I got Jerry Judy. Broncos wide receiver, ADP 96.8. He didn't exactly make that impact that we hoped for in his rookie season, uh, but he didn't have a lot of options yeah. with regard to the to those pass, you know, passers. Now, Drew Locke isn't exactly the most fantasy-friendly quarterback, but Judy did draw a large number of targets from him last year, and he's had one more year to grow. And, of course, they have lots of weapons out there right now in Denver. And even if, you know, Sudden returns healthy, which was not a lock for that to happen, you know, the, any improvement with Drew Locke will be an uptick for Judy. And if they get another quarterback, you know, it's just Judy will go along with that. So I love the pick at 96.8. Uh, and then here's a guy I already talked about a little bit earlier today is Darnell Mooney, Bears wide receiver. You know, the fact of the matter is that he's burned defensive backs all year, even with crappy quarterback play in Chicago. So you put in some good quarterback play, and it's a very <laughs> low bar to get to good quarterback play because I'm including Andy Dalton in that as an upgrade, <laughs> you know. So, but oh, if Justin okay. Fields gets in wow. there, if Justin Fields gets in there, it's the uh, sky's the limit. That's it, the way I see it. But Andy Dalton sure. even is an upgrade 
And the fact that they've traded away Anthony Miller, as we talked about earlier this uh, earlier in the show, I think it really opens it up for Darnell Mooney. An ADP of 137.2, you can take him really, really late and not be um, risking anything. You know, he has a 4.38 40-yard um, dash speed. He is super fast. Uh, and he ranked 11th among wide receivers with 23 deep targets. I, I think he is a, he's a guy who can just blow it open. Um, dare I say Tyreek Hill light? I know that's, that's crazy, oh. but I'm, I'm just saying the, the ceiling is there, guys. The, the ceiling is there. The ceiling is there. I love Tyreek Hill. I'm not trying to they say that he will. Cheetah for a reason. You know that. <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> he's not a cheetah. Says he's not the cheetah. That's a good point. And the next guy I want to <laughs> highlight, Jaguars wide receiver Marvin Jones. ADP of 142.6. He caught 76 passes for 970 yards and nine touchdowns last season. That was his best single season receptions mark, and he was targeted a career high 115 times. He got an immediate upgrade at quarterback in Trevor Lawrence down in Jacksonville, and the Jackson and, and they have their franchise quarterback. I mean, what better guy to target than Marvin Jones? And he's going late. He's going 142.6 uh, overall. I mean, that's you know, take a flyer, Marvin Jones. He could be a wide receiver one. And I mean, then I'll say one more another, here. And yeah, then, exactly. You know, I mean, I, I like him. You know, I, I think he has some upside there. And I'll give one more before we sign off here, and that's Bears tight end Cole Komet. Average draft position of 194.5, so almost almost undrafted. He's basically poised to take over the keys from Jimmy Graham at tight end um, and because Jimmy Graham is getting up there in age. He didn't see a lot of volume, but he ranked fourth in, at the position in true catch rate at 94%. And I watched him at Notre Dame for many years. He is a fantastic uh, runs fantastic routes and has great hands. He's exactly what they needed. Andy Dalton will make him good. Justin Fields will make him amazing. And as I said, Anthony Miller out to Houston. Lots of targets have opened up there. So I love me some Cole Komet if you need to take a tight end late. And that is the end of the show. We've gotten to the end of the show. Let's hit the air horn on the show. Oh, wow. That was a loaded show. Oh, man. Show, that bro. was a lot. Pack. <laughs> I'm, I'm that was tired. Good, though. I'm exhausted, man. Yeah, that I'm was little, like I'm crazy. Little, I need something to drink. <laughs> we, like, we, we, we ran some wind sprints. I feel like we ran wind sprints there. We deserve, we deserve some high fives from the audience just for getting through all that. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Well, Trevor, um, so <laughs> as we wrap it up here, give us your social media so people can follow you. All right. My social media on Twitter, TrevStoresWFT. You can find me there. Shoot me a DM, a link. We'll follow each other. Everything and my Instagram is also Trev underscore stores. If you just want to link up there too, um, yeah, looking forward to hear from you guys. Perfect, excellent. And um, you know, as I always say, you can follow me at Twitter at FB Garbage Time. And as always, thank you for listening and wasting time with us. Until next time, enjoy your NFL week and enjoy trying to watch the Olympics because it's not on TV. I can't find it, man. It's <laughs> killing me. Oh my Peacock. god. <laughs> no, I know. It's a replay. I can't feel the replay. And USA win a basketball game. Yes, please. <laughs> Four buckets. I know. Four buckets first. Jeez. That's what we can't carry everyone. <laughs> Good night, guys.